Good morning. Today is Tuesday, July 21st, 2020. I am attending a funeral later today. The details are confidential. I'm not able to share many of the details of it. It's a very uh, highly unusual situation. What I can share is that it's the funeral of a Jewish man who lived far from Judaism. And he wanted, at the end of his life, to have a Jewish funeral. And there were daunting obstacles to making that happen. And I was part of a group, a team, that worked together to make it happen. And today is the funeral. That's why I'm wearing a tie. So as I've been working on this for quite some time, I was thinking about the following idea. There's a principle in Jewish law called takanas hashavim, which literally means the law of returning. And it's a technical rule, and it goes like this. According to Torah law, if a person steals an object, Jewish law requires that the person return the object plus pay a financial penalty. Now, if the object no longer exists, then the person who stole it pays the value of the object plus the financial penalty. But if the object still exists, the object itself must be returned. But let's imagine the following scenario. Let's say a person steals a brick and then uses the brick to build a house. Now, if he is required to return the brick that he stole, he would have to dismantle his entire house to be able to take the brick and return it to the person from whom he stole. And that is overwhelmingly difficult and it is an overwhelming incentive not to confess to his crime and to do anything to hide the crime because the consequences would be so onerous in having to return the actual object. So, takonas hashavim, the law of returning, is a rule to enable and facilitate returning to make it easier to return to own up to a crime, and in this case, we would allow the thief to pay the value of the brick plus the penalty, even though the brick still exists. So, Takanas Ashavim is an exception to the general rule in order to make it possible or easier for a person to return, to come back. So, here's a Jewish man who was far away on many levels and he wanted to come back and the obstacles were enormous at first it appeared the obstacles were insurmountable but a group of people worked together very hard to effect takanas hashavim to allow this man to finally come home
And what occurs to me is this principle has many applications in our lives. It is the suggestion of a number of our sages relating to raising children. You know, you can have a situation where a parent or a teacher, let's say, needs to discipline a child. Let's say uh, you suspect that a child, your child has done something wrong, but you want them to own up to it, to confess to it, to tell the truth. Something is broken, who did it? We want our children to tell the truth. But if the punishment is so severe, then that will inhibit a child from telling the truth, from owning up to responsibility because of the fear of the overwhelming punishment. So as we come up with how to discipline a child, yes, of course, we have to, in an appropriate fashion, hold children accountable, make them responsible as a way of teaching them and, and, and educating them, improving them. But we have to be careful that the consequences that we are going to bring forth do not themselves inhibit telling the truth, coming forward, taking responsibility. That's one aspect. Another aspect, which is very common, it often happens someone has hurt us and then maybe they are, uh, it is difficult for them to uh, apologize, to ask forgiveness, uh, to recognize the hurt that they've caused. And sometimes it's the right thing for us, the aggrieved party, to at least allow others the opportunity to be able to ask for forgiveness, to be able to redeem themselves. It doesn't mean that it's our responsibility to do it, but sometimes we can help to facilitate it. Sometimes a person will apologize and they don't have the right words. They don't, they're not able to, to uh, say it in the way that we think is appropriate for them to say it. But we should also have an internal takanas hashavim that recognizes when it is difficult for a person to return, to come back, to ask for forgiveness, to make compensation. And we should assist in allowing that to happen in order to affect that return. The same thing happens to ourselves. Sometimes we hold ourselves to too high a standard that makes it difficult for us to improve. If I think to myself that I have uh, fallen short in a certain area, but the standard that I have is so high that only if I get it perfectly correct will I accept it, then I am putting a barrier in the way of being able to correct it. Maybe I need to have the standard that even a small improvement is better than no improvement at all. So we have to be more understanding sometimes of ourselves to be able to forgive ourselves in order to allow ourselves to be able to come back, to return, to improve.
And of course, we ask the same of God. That God grant us the opportunities to return, to admit our faults, to make changes in our path. We ask God to give us the strength to be able to come back, to make changes, to admit, to confess. And we ask God to accept our attempts, even if they are not perfect, even if they are not complete. God also has a takanas hashavim in how God relates to us. It's a technical, legal principle. Takanas hashavim. But it's also an approach to life. To always try to make it possible to come back. To make it possible to come home. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I hope to see all of you soon in person.